The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good evening. Welcome back to Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. And if you've been listening to the show since 7 p.m., you'd know that we are talking about the festive season and safety. We have, of course, spoken to various community police forums and we've heard from them on their plans and also their concerns around safety over the festive period. We know that it's a time that's meant to be jolly, but it's not always like that. We are now going to be joined by the city's safety and security mayoral committee member and this is jp smith no stranger of course the voice of the cape jp good evening and welcome back to burning issue Walaikum salam. So JP, I think what we want our listeners to understand is, of course, the city of Cape Town's preparedness and readiness plan for the festive season. And that's why we are, we welcome you on the show and we'd love to hear more about it. Um, yeah, that's a pleasure. Um, I think perhaps we can just start by saying that what we see over the festive season, much of what goes wrong is stuff people will do to themselves. Um, so I doubt for many of your listeners, but generally alcohol plays a, um, a major role with the problems we experience across the city. That goes for beaches, it goes for our roads, it goes for our recreation areas, and it goes for what happens at home. So uh, we, many of our strategies are focused on alcohol. Um, and then, of course, there is the increased focus on the recreation areas. So that's community swimming pools and beaches, which we are responsible for. And that means we repurpose more resources to those. The mayor has given us some more uh, staff, which you remember he did in January this year. He gave us some more budget. So those are now trained and um, are being deployed. So we have extra resources that are now um, we are able to deploy, which is helping a lot. And then, of course, generally we float our resources quite a bit with overtime budget. So these, uh, many of the staff during this time will, on a voluntary basis, will work quite a bit of overtime. Um, I think, you know, the, for the city depends on the staff to do this and the staff in turn uh, depend on the, the extra money or everybody at the end of the year wants a, a bit more money for holiday and Christmas and everything else. Uh, and so we, we simply have staff um, out on the street and on more days and longer hours than they would normally, and we have a special overtime budget set aside for that. Okay. So you say alcohol is the number, well, alcohol is, alcohol rather, is a big contributing factor to a lot of the incidents that we see. Uh, domestic violence at home, mm-hmm. um, uh, fights in communities, much of the violence we see is opportunistic casual violence. So we're not now talking about the gang violence stuff that's uh, what almost half of our murders in the city, 45% of our murders are gang related. We're talking about the opportunistic stuff, people who get into disagreements at the, at a bar or a tavern or a local smoke lace or at a braai in the backyard, um, these kind of uh, disagreements. Uh, there are all the injuries and drownings at our beaches, many of which um, the statistics show are alcohol-related. Uh, last time, almost 70 of our beach drownings um, had some form of alcohol involved in them or beach injuries. It is unfortunately so that if you, with, with men, and because this never seems to apply to women, um, a few drinks makes uh, men do stupid stuff. 
um, and overestimate their abilities. And so we see people causing themselves unnecessary injuries, diving off things, diving into tidal pools, diving into rocks and getting hurt. And then, of course, there's the motor car accidents, the drunk driving, which is a menace to everybody. Um, and uh, so those we, we do try and curtail, and you will see that there's an enormous amount of random breath testing um, roadblocks all over the city at the moment in all suburbs at different times just to try and keep it unpredictable. Mm. So the roadblocks have begun? Roadblocks have begun. It's an important thing to take the drunk drivers off our road. Two main causes of road fatalities, alcohol and cell phones. Um, and you'll see over the weekend we made quite a lot of arrests um, and impoundments for both. So we made arrests for people who were um, drunk under the influence of alcohol. You arrest them because you can't put them back behind the steering wheel. Um, and you arrest them because you need to go take a blood sample. And with the cell phones, there's an impoundment because the city bylaw says that you're not allowed to drive using your phone, either from speaking or texting. And in fact, much of the most recent statistics internationally show that it is now a greater contributor to road fatalities and accidents than alcohol. And of course, it would be because it's just most, it happens more commonly. Mm -hmm. So um, we do also understand that keeping our city and our province safe is not only the job of just one sort of direct through to one office, right? I mean, you've got fire and rescue services, you've got traffic services, you've got disaster risk management, you've got the police. So it all needs to come together, right? And I mean, how has your office and the director been playing a role in putting all of this together? I think you're just about the only interviewer that ever asks me about the non-policing side. Um, and it's indicative of the fact that you know your subject matter because very often um, people are don't even apply their minds to what will probably be the city's uh, as large a volume of work for the city as our policing side will be um, the fire. And of course, SAPS is an important role player. They have the majority of the resources in the city, um, some 18,000 police officers, and between Metro Police Traffic and Law Enforcement, we have less than, less than 2,000. The SAPS will always be the majority partner there. But a lot of work this season will be done by... Uh, the rescue services, the fire and rescue services. And people, when they think of the fire department, they just think about the fires we put out, especially felt fires, which make up about 78% of fires during this time of the year. Um, so we're talking bushfires everywhere in communities. And then, of course, also the um, the, the shack fires uh, with the strong wind that we experience and we have seen during the last week. A fire under those circumstances spreads extremely rapidly which is why we ask people to be so careful with fireworks because it is so easy to destroy not just other people's property but potentially lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but fire also does a lot of medical work, so very often fire will be the first responder on a motor vehicle accident scene or other rescue efforts, including sea rescue. Um, and in fact, in a week's time, I'm going to spend a, a day with the fire department uh, focusing on their sea rescue stuff, and law enforcement also helps, and of course, that is the NSRI, a lot of sea rescue work being done during this time of year, which turns many, um, prevents many uh, near drownings from becoming drownings. Uh, we focus on the lives that are lost, but many, many more lives are saved over that time from people who would have drowned if somebody didn't pull them out of the water and resuscitate them. Mm-hmm. Now, something else that comes up at this time of the year, unfortunately, are also mall robberies. But now, is that a safety aspect that is up to the malls to look f- out for? Or, or does your or does the, the, the city of Cape Town play any role in ensuring that people are safe at malls as well? So 
So we're not averse to working with the malls, and we've said to them where they reach out to us for a partner with them. But what you, what is difficult to do is to commit any meaningful kind of resources to shopping malls um, because they are revenue-generating spaces. They are private property. So they should be largely responsible um, for their own security, and generally they are. Uh, we have seen some very aggressive targeting of malls and, and, and shops and businesses um, in, in recent months. And I think that, you know, if a violent criminal is attacking a place with a firearm, when that place is full of people, it's always the police's business. So we can't, um, we can't abdicate that responsibility. And Metro Police is working in and around many of the malls and also doing quite a bit of public awareness sessions at the malls. So we are trying to maintain a visible presence at many of the malls on many of the days. You will see Metro Police handing out pamphlets or engaging with the public around safety tips uh, so as to be present. And, of course, as you asked earlier, which I didn't answer, all of this at the background is coordinated by our festive season coordinating committee, which sits multiple times a week and is chaired by our executive director, Richard Bosman, or another senior official. And we are constantly in coordination with SAPs, CPFs, neighborhood watches, uh, city improvement districts, and different stakeholders all over the city. Mm-hmm. My last question, because we need to go for ad breaks, is around the Identikids program. Um, we know that a lot of people, you know, con- there's always a lot of concerns around the safety of children this time of the year as well. And in fact, that was the Mitchellsburg Community Police Forum chairman. That was the thing that he raised. He said one of the top three um, concerns during the festive season in the area is for children. Um, is there anything around the Identic Kids program? Is it back in place? Has it been effective? I think it will be, um, yes, it is in place. Is it effective? That's a mixed message. If you use it, absolutely it is effective. Um, it is unfortunately so that on the peak days, the 16th, um, the uh, Boxing Day, the 26th, and sometimes Christmas Day, uh, New Year's Eve, and depending how those weekends turn out, we can have bumper days where Musenberg's numbers can swell from you know up to 80,000 people on the beach. That becomes a really big challenge to, to, to manage. And if your kid has an identity tag on, it is so much easier to um, reunite that child with you. But if your child is small, that child very often can't even properly tell us his name or doesn't know his telephone number. There's almost impossible. I have walked with law enforcement officials up and down the beachfront between thousands of people carrying the child um, while the official shouts out at, at the people, um, you know, Mrs. So-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so, we have your child. And I've watched Officer Deco do that for half an hour up and down looking for the parents of a particular child. So it is enormously difficult. And we have quite a lot of children who end up sitting there with law enforcement at the various um, jocks or uh, beach facilities that we have on many of the beaches for many hours, um, and the kids are often un- inconsolable. You know, they're extremely stressed by this, which makes the officers very stressed. So the first rule for parents is be aware of where your child is at all times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, J.P. Smith, thank, thank you so much for uh, spending time and informing our listeners and keeping our public informed about what the city of Cape Town is doing in, uh, as we are in the festive season. Yeah, thank you so much, and I'm sure we'll chat to you again. Can I ask one quick last thing, and that's that we just repeat for the public the emergency communication centre number, the 021-480-7700, 021-480-7700. That's the only emergency number you need on your phone. We can put you through to whoever else you need to speak to. 
and that will connect you to all of the city services. Okay, I'll re- make sure to repeat that number before the end of the show again. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.